We come today to the first part of the first verse in Romans 12, in which Paul says, I urge you then, brothers, because of these mercies from God, to present your bodies as a living, holy, pleasing sacrifice to God, which is the reasonable way to serve him in worship. And don't be conformed to the way of our modern age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may be able to determine what God's good and pleasing and perfect will is. Today, I want you to see that Paul is urging you to serve God. He is urging you. Don't miss that word, I urge you. Some translations have, I beseech you, or I beg you. Urge is probably our best modern word for what Paul is doing here. And yet it doesn't quite meet all the ramifications of what he is saying in the original text as we shall see. But notice, he does not command us. He urges us to serve God. He might very well have commanded us. He might very well have said, get up out of your seat and get with it. He might have said very plainly, if you're not serving, then why not discover that and get to it? But there's a different note struck here. Very different. Paul says, I urge you then, brother. Urge you. What condescension of God to speak through Paul to his people to beg, to urge his people to serve him. This is different. This is different from the command. God is reaching down to each one of you who know Jesus Christ as your Savior and saying, I refuse to order you to serve me. Instead, I urge you, I beg you, I plead with you to serve me. What is God doing here when he talks that way to us? Many slaves have been captured over the world's history, beaten and bludgeoned into service. And they've had to serve, sometimes down in the stench of the galleys of a ship rowing with every last ounce of strength until they were dead, serving under the whip of the oarmaster. But that isn't what God wants from his children. He doesn't want to whip us into service. He urges you to serve him. He begs you to serve him. He pleads with you to serve him. And as we talk about the service of God this week, I want that note to ring out at the very outset that your God 
cares about how you serve him. He cares about what your motive for service really is all about. He's interested in what's going on down inside of you, not just in what you do with your hands or what you say with your lips. He cares about the reasons why you serve him. And if you're dispirited today, if you're an older Christian who did many things one time for Jesus Christ but have lost your first love, if you're a Christian who has gone for many years without ever really doing much for Jesus Christ, he is pleading with you in this passage when he says, I urge you then, brothers. He pleads and begs you to serve him from the right motive. Well, that may be a note that you just have not thought about very often. But you see, God doesn't want his servants dragging themselves to his service. He wants enthusiastic servants. It did me a lot of good just to watch Steve, not listen to him with that wonderful music only, but watch him. Because the way he goes at a piano is something that you don't see very often. He throws himself into that music. And it was a joy not only to hear that wonderful music, but also to watch the one who was performing. You could tell that he was giving it everything he had. And you know, that's what God wants. He wants servants who will respond with enthusiasm, who will enter into his worship and his service and his work, not because they had to or they were supposed to or because now it's the time to do so or because they're scared if they don't, but he wants people to serve him who are enthusiastic about doing it. Now let me ask you, are you really? enthusiastic about your service for Christ. Be very serious for a moment. How are you serving him? Out of real joy and expectation and enthusiasm for what you're doing? Or are you dragging a foot the whole way? You know, God when he speaks about giving, says he loves a cheerful giver. Not somebody who gives because the plate goes by. Not somebody who gives because he gives out of embarrassment that if he doesn't put something in the plate, the person next to him might look and wonder. But somebody who gives because he loves and he cares to give out of that love. 